Hello, everybody. You listen to the Fair Weather Podcast, or as I said last week, thank you for choosing the Fair Weather Podcast. It's your boy, 2K Suave. I'm joined with Mr. Alex Rodriguez. Uh, we're, we're here uh, with finally, we were here in week one of the NFL football season. It feels like it's, it took forever. Somehow it took forever, and we finally made it. Uh, fantasy drafts are probably done now. Uh, A Rod just came from his fam- fantasy draft. So, uh, before we talk about some crazy wacky shit that we both seen over the last week, uh, go ahead and talk about your fantasy teams real quick. Like, how many teams you got? Uh, I'm in two, possibly three. There might be one tomorrow, but uh, yeah, my one work league was pretty easy. It was a ten, and so you know, like you're gonna have a pretty solid. You gonna have everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but you, but you still gotta be like with it. For like, sure. People- taking like dumb picks just because they're up there on ADP like uh, sure. don't, don't bite for that but this is a 12-man league I'm in I'm in this one every year this is like 10 years strong I think I've won it like two or three times um but it's a league of predominantly Bucks fans and when I I'm not lying when I said I don't know if somebody fucked up in the draft but Isaiah Pacheco went in the first round I'm not lying Isaiah first Pacheco- round yeah it must That's have been ballsy. Like, <laughs> yeah, very ballsy but also must have been a fucked up pick but it allowed me to to get the a lot of guys that I wanted. Um, but yeah, a lot of people just spite pick me and I'm gonna I'm gonna name drop one person, Will Leto, like respectively, I love you to death, but respectively, fuck you too. <laughs> like everything was because they know I'm a Jets fan, and every one of them are like high on the Jets because they like Aaron Rodgers and love That's seeing, happened to me. <laughs> love seeing me die. So I didn't to be honest, with you, the only thing I wanted from the Jets was two things. We do a position player. So I wanted the Jets defense and I wanted CJ Mosley because we have a linebacker this year. So this is my first year in a while doing a position, a defensive position player as well um, for one of my like, di- like keeper dynasty type of leagues. So I picked Max Crosby and Devin White. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, who would you say like was your, like your biggest reach pick out of my, any of your drafts? I had the fourth pick. So I had to reach a little bit. So going wrapping around, I think yeah. my my biggest reach because this kind of league instills fear in people and like four tight ends went off the board, five tight ends went off the board and like the third or fourth round. Yeah. Like, damn, I got to get Dallas Goddard now because that's like the best available there. So and for some reason, I'm hampered at week 13, like my top three picks all had week 13 buys. So I was like, fuck. Ooh. that's yeah. going to be trying to get into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. So it's. It's rough, but my I gotta. I mean, we do Yahoo. Who uses Yahoo anymore? Right, bro. My work league uses Yahoo. I'm like, yo, it's not 2005, bro. Like, what? What do we do using Yahoo? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But these guys never want to conform to anything, and they're hardcore Republicans. And I'm not gonna get political. I just feel like Republicans use Yahoo and play Xbox and watch MMA. But that's my take on that. PlayStation, baby. Yeah, I uh, I got an A grade for it though, so. I'm I'm happy that with little it. chat GPT bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything to me, but it makes me feel good that they think I did something right. It's because, like I said, this is a league that instills fear. Yeah. So, you know, I wanted Jets defense. Somebody took Jets defense in like the sixth round. Was like I panicked. I was like, that's just a spike pick for me. San Francisco defense is like the best one on the board. Why would you take the Jets one? Yeah. 
They gotta they gotta face the Rams and the Cardinals two times a year and put up a solid. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the streaming approach this year with with the defenses. Like I just defense and kicker. I'm I'm just gonna stream and then hope it works. So uh, I, uh, I, got, I got a solid team from top to bottom. Not gonna lie, but I was able to wait for those stupid picks like Rashard White going or Isaiah Pacheco going in the first round. You know, Rashard White going probably in like the fifth round. I was like, yeah, I'll take this guy. That's fine. No I got Rashad White in like the sixth round, one of mine. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what happens. But I'm 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 so far I'm done with all my drafts unless I get that phone call tomorrow saying, Hey, I need you for one more. So we'll see. So I think I so for my work league, I went and got B. John Robinson. I think I said that last week. I was not going to just because I had the six pick. And you know, like with the six pick. Yeah, it's the worst possible pick you can get because you're just going to watch everybody that you want get sniped over and over and over. So I had to reach every round. So I said, if I can't get Bijan in the second, he's not going to be there when he gets back to me in the second. So I got Bijan. Uh, and then in one of my leagues, uh, I know it's a little touchy right now, but I drafted Cooper Cup in the second round. So I got one team with Jonathan Taylor in the fourth round, and I got one team with Cooper Cup in the second round. And it's, it's one of those situations I'm like, if it works, I'm a genius. If not, oh well. Cause like the one that took Cooper Cup, I loaded up on receivers. I got Devontae Adams, I got Keenan Allen, I got Calvin Ridley, I got um uh Chris Godwin. So I just made sure I'm just gonna I'm gonna load up on receivers, uh back to back to back to back, but I got Cooper Cup in there as well. So if he if he hits, it's my league. You know what I mean? So and and Yahoo's rankings are way, way different than everybody very. else. I absolutely hate them. They just like bunch everything together and they yep. don't like spread anything out. So it's just like, I don't know. I could strategize in sleeper. I could strategize in ESPN, but I can't ever strategize in Yahoo. It's just like, let these fools take what they want and yeah. feast off the good shit that's left over. So. All right. Well, that's your fantasy minute. <laughs> uh, now. I got to talk about the crazy, wackiest thing I've seen this week. Do you have one that's not what I'm about to talk about? You go first. I don't know if it's the same. Go. I was, I'm going to talk about Bishop Sycamore real quick. I mean, that's what I was going to talk okay, about. Okay, so I we got to talk. Watch, I told you to watch. Yeah, this. and I, I, last night I was bored. I could not fall asleep. It was like 1030. I'm like, you know, let me just watch this shit right now. Before you say anything, before you say anything, wasn't it a good documentary, though? It was good. Listen, my jaw was on the ground. Mine for too. An hour and 38 minutes. That's how long it is. It was the craziest thing I've ever watched in my entire I'm not even trying to be hyperbolic right now. That is the craziest thing I've ever watched in my life. This dude, uh, what's his name? Uh Leroy Johnson, the, the quote unquote coach, the uh the the mastermind of this whole bitch of sycamore uh facade. The dude is a psychopath. Like he's clinically Thank insane, you. I think. Thank you. Bruh, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Like, I, I feel so bad for those kids. Like, I, bro, I started to get teary-eyed. I was like, bro, I'm so bad. So, so I told you to watch it. Yeah, I watched it day one. It came out. I was like, we we did like a whole episode of it of how crazy it was. And then you remember it just died off. Like, yeah. it was national news. It was crazy. But I had to watch that because I was like, there's more to this. Way and more than we even knew. What I took for, yeah, the dude, the dude is one of the greatest con men in the world. And he's so narcissistic 
Bro. How many times during that documentary did you watch him say, should, you know, like, should, like trying to consult with the camera people yeah. and try and make himself a better person? Correct. Like, should I sit with my hands like this, like this, yeah. like, or some body language? Do I look like a con man or do I look yeah. trustworthy or some shit? Like, I'm like, bro, what is wrong dude with you? Con man. What I took from that is dude was a con man. He finessed the system. However, the system was fucked up to begin with. So he found the loopholes. Yeah. And ran away with it. The now, system was made to be finessed. <laughs> yeah, he finessed it. So, and in in all like aspect of things, like I don't look at what he did was wrong because there was no rep, like there was no law against it. However, what I do take away that was wrong was his ask for. He should have quit. Like he even said it. I was surprised he said it. Like he should have quit while he was ahead when he started getting all this stuff. And it's then, like being a drug dealer, you know, they never quit when they're exactly. ahead. And the one thing that he said that stuck with me was like, you know, ESPN didn't call us like we called them because nobody in Ohio wanted to play IMG Academy. So, you know, we took advantage of that. And by all means, that's like the most business thing I've ever heard in my life. That's the most sales thing I've ever heard in my life. And I like that. What I didn't like about it is how he racked up all of this debt and basically screwed over a lot of different companies and including people he hired to take photography, uh, make food, do all of that. And then also the kids, I felt bad for them. But at the same time, like I get, we can play this whole, I came from nothing and, you know, we're gambling on me and my parents. So this isn't that, but shame on the parents. Like they showed that one mom there that was a team doctor. Like not a team doctor. A team. She was just, she was a team mom that, cause they, they all right, you gotta understand this dude, he sold it like it was supposed to be an IMG Academy. So we, I can't really say shame on the parents because we were all, they were all under the impression. Cause think about it. They, they're, they're looking at it from a different lens. We're looking at it from the after, after fact, right? These kids at this point are all probably graduated and they did, they want to continue with their dream. Right. And the way it was pitched to these parents was that we're going to, we're going to uh, house them. We're going to school them. We're going to feed them. We're going to get them exposed to, uh, you know, to, uh, to D1. He kept using the word D1, D1, D1. He kept, he made that a point. So unfortunately for the parents, there's no way they would have been able to know um, that this was going to be like a con shit. And the kids, like they were even saying it, like they, you know, they tried to get into the library. They said the shit was closed and then they had to move to a different school. They said, no, nah, you don't really go here. So like, I got it got to a point in which they were like, I mean, I ain't gonna tell my parents. I mean, like, you know, I'm just still, trying to play football. I'm still shame on the parents. Like, know what your kids are doing at all times because you're in communication that you're calling them, you're saying, Hey, how's camp going? And I'm sure they're like, you know, they showed the picture of the food they were giving was like <laughs> watered down macaroni and cheese. It was basically macaroni and cheese. No, and it was porridge or some shit like that. It was gross. But like you got well, you, you know them kids. You think the kids gonna tell the truth to their parents? Let's be honest. But, but at the same time, no, it was an allude. At the same time, like kids at that age, like we're stupid. We're away from our parents. We're living our life. We can exactly. do it. We exactly. We're having the top just, of their lives. <laughs> just like they were talking. The kids were talking. Like you think when we're told we don't have to run at practice, like we're gonna give a shit about that? Exactly. No discipline at eighteen years old, and you want to play a violent sport? Like I, I get it. But it was, it was the greatest con I've ever seen in my life. And what I took away from that one dude is, man, I I would not let him watch my kids. That's for sure. He's a watch, fucking. Bro, I would not want him. I, I want to get a restraining order now. Like I don't want you near in any kind of vicinity of me because you are when you're that much of a psychopath and you and you just he didn't even seem apologetic about it. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't feel like. And then they like showed those the kids are in debt now because they took out PPP loans. 
they they got evicted from the places that they were staying. Like, bro, this is they couldn't it, even go to start their life off bad. That, that was the thing that got me the most was like because they were attached to Bishop Sycamore and they wanted to apply to different colleges. Colleges were turning them down. The quarterback. Yeah, well, the quarterback, all of yeah. them, but some of them like two of them got to Louisville, them. and that yeah. was it. Yeah. But other than that, it's just it's it's sad, man. That's like some con man shit if I've ever seen in my life, man. Right. That was that was the most gut wrenching thing to watch. But it was probably one of the like what I wanted to see from that Gator documentary. Bishop sick BS high made it all up for me. Exactly. Man. Greatest exactly. Thing I've ever seen in my they, life. We wanted the juicy shit pause and we got it from Bishop Sycamore and, you know, untold completely dropped the ball, the ball on that one now. And then real quick. The IMG Academy game, bro, they was, you gotta understand, these kids, quote unquote, we're not even kids. They're like 19, 20, 21 years old going against high school kids. And IMG, the IMG Academy whooped the dog shit out of them on national TV. And dudes just tear ACLs. Mind you, they played that game two days after they played another football game. Like, what kind of psycho, psychopath coach schedules two games within a three three day span one that's going to be on national tv against one of the top programs in the country as a, as a parent you should know at that, that point, i'll give you that i'm like okay yeah. you're playing two games in a week no way or back to back no way that one. like that's what i like we can lose to every little thing that that mother to me that mom to me one, one once again nothing against people from ohio but like ohio people are very weird people. Like I know it's the meth capital of the world. And I'm all of that. from the Midwest, and I can tell you, Michigan and Ohio. There's a reason why we love our football so much. That's all we got. <laughs> we got. That's all we got. <laughs> I, I know, but like at the same time, like that mother when she was like crying all this shit that oh my son this is this I was like, lady, you went to the game and you decided to be the team mom and also the how did you get swindled into being the team doctor with no equipment getting put off exactly with no equipment. <laughs> nothing like that that to me as a writing on the wall would have been like or or like seeing that and been like okay my son is getting taken out of this like asa penis pause real quick getting taken out so crazy like i i just i, I don't have sympathy for the parents i have more sympathy for the kids than anything um, I don't have any sympathy for for Mr. Johnson, boss, no. and and uh, the guy he's the guy he started with the 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 uh, thing with he got out. He gave him the idea and he got out. Yeah. Then the other guy that helped build it the and was a guy, yeah, the one that stayed. He seemed more like remorseful to everything. Yeah. However, he was rocking that big IMG ring and I right? don't know, the, the, the Bishop, Bishop ring. Yeah. And I'm like, what is that for? It's a fake ring, bro. Because you know, what's his name? Johnson's was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna run this back again next year. Like, because because of the way the laws are, and especially in this country, you know how they, they separate religion and, and 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 state. It's like separation of church and state, right? No matter what, under the guise of the of the law, he can literally do this again. If he if he truly wants to, he can literally do this again. Like, will he get the kids to come to the school? I don't know, but he can literally do this again. Like, remember, like they, they wrote like a seventy nine page, uh, uh, like shame on you thingy, right? But they couldn't do nothing. They couldn't arrest him for. They could only arrest him for his uh, assault charges on, on his girlfriend or whatever, and that was it. Like mm -hmm. it was, it was just the whole thing. But my jaw was on the ground for an hour and thirty eight minutes. It was crazy. <laughs> 
way off topic real quick though if you want to see something else that's just as good go on netflix and watch painkiller that's really good too it keeps coming up every time i turn on netflix i'm like it's really good because like the outcome you see in that is similar to the outcome that happened with the whole um what the what the uh show is based off i don't want to ruin it and i don't want to ruin it for viewers but another one will be like what the isn't it um isn't it about um like oxycontin Oxycontin, how it was addicting and how the government didn't regulate it and a bunch of people died off of it and it was just candy 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 so if you want if you want want your mind to be blown again watch that you'll be like holy shit i got unfortunately i'm a nerd and i go down a lot of uh rabbit holes i've been reading about this whole drug shit for a while and how that's another rabbit hole for another episode because like I can I can talk about I can I can go four hours talking about the drug crisis in this country, but we're gonna leave it alone. We go we go we gonna bring it back. We are gonna bring it back. Uh, in conclusion, Bishop Sycamore, that shit was crazy. Um, oh. I, I, I pray for those kids that they they find peace and joy in their lives moving forward, and they don't become a laughing stock for the rest of their lives. Because that's I mean it's a it's, damn, it's a crazy situation. So. Uh, but let's let's jump to the NFL. Obviously, we we did our NFL previews, uh, division by division, by division by division, and uh, we've we've reached the uh the pinnacle. We're here. Um, the the Detroit Lions and the Kansas City Chiefs will be kicking off the season. If you have Travis Kelsey in fantasy, he might not play. He hyperextended his knee already, and now the upset is on for Detroit. Because if Travis Kelsey can't go, who the hell is this man throwing the ball to? And uh, that scares me because I'm playing against somebody who has Sky Moore uh, on one team, but I have Sky Moore on another team. So fantasy is already about to start ruining my life. <laughs> already about to start ruining my life. And I'm like, here we go again. Another 17 weeks of this bullshit. But um, first and foremost, uh, if you don't, see, if you're not watching the telecast, um, I have a picture of Jalen Hurts uh, down walking. This is actually his lock screen on his phone uh, after we lost the Super Bowl to the Chiefs. Um, so I'm using this as motivation for me for the whole year. Meanwhile, the picture that A-Rod got behind him, I got something to say real quick. Why does Quentin Williams look so skinny in that picture? <laughs> hey, man, don't call him fat. Don't shame why? him. I, I'm not trying to body shape a dog, but why does he look so skinny in that picture? I mean, his face is tinier. They made him look slim. <laughs> they did. They did. They definitely they did. They did with that marketing or whatever. That's, that's pretty dope, but... Uh, uh, obviously, you know, I feel good about my team. A-Rod's been head over heels about his. Uh, but let's start, let's start off with, um, let's start off with award predictions. So, you know, it's easy to kind of just put out names out there, but I actually took the time and I really, really wanted to like figure this out. So let's start with MVP. Who do you got winning the MVP this year? (sighs) I mean, MVP... It's it's hard not to say Pat Mahomes. Um, that's like the common favorite. Uh, but I'm I'm, and I wanted to go with Joe Burrow. I really did. I really did. But I feel like this questionable tag of him not playing is a way for him to say, "Y'all better pay me soon." And I don't want to believe there's bad blood in the organization that they want to get this done. That man, you know he broke. <laughs> but but I know at the same time they're in a panic right now because it's like T Higgins is up for contract. We need to see what he does. If Joe Mixon balls out, they're going to be like, fuck, what do we do here? And Jamar Chase is just sitting back like, you know, I'm next, right? You know, you got to pay me. And Tyler Boyd, I don't know if they paid him or not, but he's also like a pivotal part to that that nucleus of receivers that they have. So 
there's a lot of panic there. So I wanted to go Joe Burrow, but I'm for some reason, I'm really leaning to two players this year. And I told you in the beginning of the year, my dark horse was Trevor Lawrence. That's like a really good dark horse to me. My other two that I'm leaning towards is um actually I got three now that I think about oh, you it. You gotta you gotta pick one. <laughs> All right. So my my one to go with is um is Justin Herbert. I really like everything that they've gotten him. And I've been I've been going down the rabbit hole too. It's like Keenan Allen is up there in years, and you know, if he gets hurt, boom, then steps in Mike Williams. And Mike Williams, we know, gets hurt too. Boom. Josh Palmer is a target hog. Like Quentin Johnson go get that before Josh Palmer. <laughs> and and exactly. He better. And Quentin Johnson, they didn't draft him 21st overall because exactly. of because they huge. know both of them go get hurt at some point. <laughs> he's huge. Pause. He's he's a big dude. So like he's a big target. My second one is Lamar. I think Lamar looks like he's having fun playing football again. And there's something I see in this locker room that I didn't I, I, the last few years with the Ravens, I just saw like a dark cloud over them. And I think yeah, it's called the contract. I think, <laughs> yeah, I know. And that was the biggest problem. And I think now that you know Lamar got paid. And we know what Zay Flowers' signing bonus is. We know, <laughs> we know that they're happy over there. And my third, call me a homer, but I really like Aaron Rodgers to try and regain it too. I don't have him as my top. I don't. I really don't. But looking at what this team has, assets on offense, I just think that they can do a lot. with. Because look at the running back room. We've got three starting running backs on our team, whether you believe it or not. Michael Carter could start if he needed to. Uh, we got three good wide receivers and tight ends. They did their thing last year under the radar. So you have I, one I, great wide receiver and the rest are okay. <laughs> no, Alan Lazard and him have a good report. Look at the numbers last year, man. From when he came in. Okay. The eight. rest of them. Listen, when Christian Watson took over from Alan Lazard last year, uh, Alan Lazard was wide open to get the San Francisco 49ers right in the middle of the field. And he forced the ball to Devontae Adams. So I'm just, I'm gonna leave that alone. But I actually have Lamar Jackson winning my MVP uh, for everything that you said. Mind is clear. So even like little knickknack injuries, he's gonna play through it now because he's not worried about not getting his 262. OBJ, Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman, J.K. Dobbins, um, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, like they have a they have a football team. And then on defense, Roquan Smith. Uh, we'll see when what's-his-name gets back the corner. Um, Marlon Humphrey? Yeah, uh, yeah, him. So I got Lamar winning MVP, but... And they got your boy from uh, Notre Dame, too. Oh, uh, damn. Whatever happened to him? Kyle wanted him <laughs> badly. What was his name again? Oh, no, I don't Ham care. Hamilton. No Kyle Hamilton, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Kyle Hamilton. Uh yeah, he was a dog in college. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I got Lamar winning MVP. But to kind of spin off of your MVP choice, because I feel like team success is why Lamar Jackson's gonna get MVP. And but numbers wise, I have Justin Herbert winning Offensive Player of the Year because of everything you said. But meanwhile, also, what's his name from Dallas? Uh, the Kellen Moore. His system is going to be perfect. Perfect. For Perfect. Justin Herbert, and we talked about Kel uh, the coach Staley. This is that this this is a do or die type of situation that's for the, him. That's the only hampering thing I have for for Justin Herbert. That's but, the only yeah. That's why he's not going to win the MVP because Brandon Staley is going to cost them games that they're gonna, they're supposed to win. But offensive player of the year, he gonna put up five thousand yards. He gonna probably throw for forty touchdowns. So 
Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm rocking with Justin Herbert as my op, my opoy. But who you got for opoy? Um, offensive player. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the dreadnought. I feel like everybody's been like quiet on him, and I feel like Derrick Henry's just gonna plow through motherfuckers and been like, "This He's is too old, I'm bro. He's not too old, man. He is not too old. He better run for two thousand. You gotta keep in mind, this is a quarterback driven league. He better run for two thousand plus yards to have a chance. Tyreek Hill has to have for two thousand yards. Justin Jefferson has to have two. Like for a a running back or wide receiver, in my opinion, to win that award, two K. Period. You'll you'll love who my second one is. I I have Derrick Henry as my first. My second, you may laugh at this. You really might like it. I got AJ Brown as my second for offensive player of the year for the fact that the picture behind you and the way that man carries a locker room and everybody wants to be better for him. I feel like AJ Brown has a great year every year, but we don't talk about AJ Brown enough of how good his years are because he, he's you know we we focus on. Uh, the Tyree kills. We focus on the Justin Jeffersons, the Devonte Adams, the Cooper Cups, and deservedly then, so. Yeah, absolutely. But AJ Brown got there last year, and I I feel like what he did last year was amazing on paper. When you look at the numbers, they're they're really really good, and I just think his trajectory is just getting better and better and better and better. And I feel like AJ Brown is going to be not a breakout wide receiver, but when we start talking about more, as we should be. OPO, I mean, offensive player of the year. I mean, I listen. You know, I love I love to do, and Jalen Hurts obviously will be a contributor to that. So again, you know, quarterback Jimmy Lee. I feel like Jalen Hurts would have a better chance to get it over him. But uh, I wanted to really quick. I remember we both we we dropped our wide receiver list um, last week, and I'm trying to remember where we both had. So I had AJ Brown. Uh, well, we both had AJ Brown sixth. So. Uh yeah, we both had AJ Brown kind of uh sixth uh ranked uh, wide receiver in the league. Uh you think he can he can blow into that top five this year, is what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. I think five and six is easily interchangeable for me, to be honest with you. Your five was Devontae. Yeah, Devontae doesn't really have a, a stud throwing to him unless he leaves and gets traded. Right. But he is Devontae still. He still is Devontae. Don't don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I, I, I just I've really been high on AJ Brown for so long. I and appreciate when you, that. <laughs> when you made that move. I was like, there it is. That's you remember what, we were, you saw me when we made that move. I was like, Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> I I'm, I'm very high on AJ Brown. Devonte Adams may take a step back this year and it's not cause his talent. Mm-hmm. It's cause the talent that's around him. I think cause it's, the a, Raiders it's a, it's a dependent position. Like at the end of the day, the quarterback got to get the, you got to get you the ball somehow. So yeah. 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 And, and, Let's see what happens there because I feel I, I'm I'm thinking in Vegas things aren't smelling good to me. They're starting out to not. because you just took my best friend away from me and sent his ass off to to there. Now I might be a little hurt about that. And we know Devontae Adams is an emotional guy. We know he is, so he may be like, "This isn't what I signed up for." And also, <laughs> what did we hear about today? Chandler Jones getting locked. He he can't even get into the team facility to use the gym, so he called out. His coach and his GM on Instagram, and uh, it's, it's not smelling good. <laughs> it's not smelling good in Vegas. So, uh, but yeah, I don't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave them alone because I got. I'm gonna get to them a little bit later. But who you got for defensive player of the year? This one's tough. There's so many good ones, and I I'm just pick- say I'm gonna say real quick. I'm tired of everybody just annoying. Like Michael Parsons is a fantastic football player, and I get it. But everybody's so like Michael Parsons is gonna win it for sure. I'm like, bruh, like. Hassan Reddick had more sacks than him last year. 
I know, but Micah Parsons is a freak for what he does. Lined up as a linebacker, then moved to an edge. Like he's he's a freak. I don't think Micah Parsons will win it though. I think he's still, you know, a, a top edge rusher though for sure. I'm I'm gonna go with the safe pick here, and I I think it it makes sense is the best defense. If you have the best defense in football, you should be awarded a player on that team that's contributing. So I'm gonna go Nick Bosa. Like it's a clear cut for me. But it's that contract situation though. Yeah, yeah but he's not playing yet. Yeah, there's also TJ Watt, and there's also I, I picked TJ. Yeah, I feel like Miles Garrett. We don't we talk about a lot, but not defensive player of the year and he's a humble guy and i don't i don't know i what state I, does I, he play in yeah exactly ohio the dark hole <laughs> so exactly. sometimes you can't get out of your own way yeah but i, I got tj watt because so the next i'm going to coach of the year right i have this feeling that the steelers are going to have a very good year i have mike Tomlin winning coach of the year and I have uh, T.J. Watt winning Defensive Player of the Year. And I think their defense was pretty good last year. And I think they're, they're going to be pretty good again this year. But now their offense, they are clicking. Now, I know just preseason, but their first team scored touchdowns on every single, like, possession. Like, I know it's just preseason, but Kenny Pickett and George Pickens, breath. They look like Tom Brady and Julian Edelman. You know what I mean? They look like Peyton Manning and Reggie Wayne. Like, they have a connection that I can't even explain. So those two, with Deontay Johnson, uh, with your boy Najee, uh, I, with Jalen Warren, like you know, I with Pat Frymuth, another tight end who I'm pretty big on too. Pause. I don't even know that's a pause. But anyway, uh, I, I have a feeling that the Steelers are going to uh, do something this year. So I got Mike Tomlin uh, getting coach of the year on my end. We oh, got you know, you know Coach Sala. You know who mine is, bro. I've got. I don't even hope. have to guess. <laughs> I got high hopes from this team, from the cellar to the to the playoffs, man. I I love it. I like Salah. That's my my homer pick. Um, I still would pick that as mine, but I if I had to pick another and not be a homer, um, I like Mike Tomlin as one. I I I, I also like um, uh, Harbaugh to win it too. I, you know my other one. Is, I like Harbaugh too. My other one is Pete Carroll. Sneaky. That's a, that's like a sneaky one for me. I think Pete yeah. Carroll. I think the Seahawks. That's another team that we talked about it last week. I'm like they might not be getting enough respect because I, you know, it's starting to look like you know the ten years ago. You know, it, we we got to see how we feel about Geno. Obviously, to do it back to back years, but starting to smell pretty decent in Seattle, and they ain't got to worry about the Rams because I don't think the Rams are gonna do anything this year. They ain't got to worry about the Cardinals uh, because God knows what what the hell's going on with the Cardinals. And then all they got to do is Brock Purdy and them. So we'll see. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year. That was actually pretty tough for me. <laughs> yeah. I like – I like two – pause. I like two guys. <laughs> I like two players. I really like Zay Flowers a lot. That's I feel I feel that's everyone's pick right now. But I also like Jordan Addison and what he's going to bring to Minnesota. I feel that the other wide receiver there just think he needs more work. Who KJ Osborne? Yeah, I I 
I view him as more of a deep threat than anything as than a route runner. But Jordan Addison runs clean ass routes, man. So I I I think Jordan Addison would be mine, and then the Zay Flowers one. I wonder too. what college Jordan Addison went to. I'm not even alluding to that. I, 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 I went down list looking at that trying. I, I wanted to make an argument. I wanted to make an argument for for Johnston, but if both guys are healthy, it could cut into his time. Jackson Smith and Jibba, like he could easily win it too if if one of those guys go down. But I just Tyler Lockett's a beast every year, and DK Metcalf is is a machine. We know that. And Bijan Robinson, I think everyone's like, oh, he's gonna win it because he's a star. He's he might. That's be who star. I got. I got Bijan because he is their offense. Like Zay Flowers, the only problem Zay Flowers is gonna have, there's a lot of mouths to feed <laughs> in Baltimore. All of a sudden, Lamar Jackson is loaded with weapons, so it's a lot of mouths to feed for him to get. Like Jordan Addison would be a better pick than uh, than Zay Flowers because I mean we see what Adam Thielen has done for years uh, uh, with. With, with Justin Jefferson and Stefan Diggs on the other side. So Jordan Addison is definitely going to eat, but I got, I got Bijan uh, only because like, I, I, I really think health, if health is there, we're looking at an Adrian Peterson type of, you know, talent on the, on the field. Um, So I'm, I'm, I'm and I, I've been hearing the kids speak, like he's so humble and so knowledgeable. I really like the kid a lot. So I'm, I'm going to rock with, uh and, According to Sports Illustrated, the Falcons are projected to win the division at eight and nine. If they win the division, you got to reward somebody. So uh, I'll reward B. John Robinson in, in, in that uh, aspect. Now, my defense rookie of the year, I'm going to be a homer, Jalen Carter, and I'm going to just leave it there, Jalen Carter. <laughs> I'm going with Will Anderson. I really like what he brings to the table. So Arizona's a dumpster fire, but I'll, give, I'll let you have that. He's, in, right. he's not in Arizona. He's in um, Houston. Oh, Houston. Duh, they they traded. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Good job, good job. You're, you're my head coach. He might you be there. You got me there. That's a good pick. But I'm still going Jalen Carter because Jalen Carter is a dog. <laughs> he is. He's a dog. Don't get me wrong, but I, I'm I'm I've been high off of Will Anderson and where he landed there. I feel that Houston is making the right moves. Yeah, and with the Miko Ryan, you're damn right. Head coach, head coach was the right thing. Yeah. Now go get your guy that you had in J.J. Watt, channel your inner J.J. Watt and bring in this kid, and, and hopefully he he does it. But I, I like him a lot to to pause to be the, <laughs> de- <laughs> the defensive rookie of the year. All right, cool. Let's move on. I, I was going to say comeback player of the year. You know, I had John Mechie coming back from leukemia. Um, but, you know, so I saw DeMar Hamlin is like the most popular choice, but – it's kind of hard because he's a third string safety. Like I don't, I understand that he damn near died, but I mean he is not going to put up the stats that required to win that type of award. And I get it; the story is beautiful, but we'll see how that kind of lands. But uh, what player or or team or situation are you closely watching this year that you're excited for, or just kind of keeping a a keen eye on it? And you cannot say the Jets. And I can't. No, no, no. We we already know how I am about the Jets. I won't. Yeah. I won't homer this one. The one team that I'm I'm really watching a lot is Baltimore because I think they finally got it. They finally have just been like, "Fuck it, we did it. This this has to work now." I'm very high on this team. I like everything that they've done. I like the pieces they've gone. They've gotten the defense is good. The other one I'm really paying attention to are are two of them, Cincinnati and and Vegas, because this whole little 
rift or whatever it is. I shouldn't say rift, the questionable injury that Joe Burrow has and him maybe not playing game one, maybe not. We don't know. Is all about contract. And then you've got all these other guys that are going to need contracts too. So I don't think Joe, Joe Burrow is going anywhere. I just think that how he's handling it so far, I don't have a problem with it. I don't think there's, but anything are we wrong. sure? Are we sure that he's, it's all about the contract or, I mean, he could legit, I mean, he has torn an ACL before he, he, could. he could legitimately be hurt. He could. I've gone down all these, not paying attention to ESPN, just reading the beat writers and saying the way that it's being like handled is looking like it's pertaining to a contract and saying, Hey, we haven't talked about this yet. Oh, I've got a questionable injury now. So yes, it could very well be that that because he hasn't had a major injury before. So I'm not holding anything against it, but I'm, I'm monitoring it. Kind of like how we were monitoring the Cardinals. And we're like, yeah, this is starting to smell really, really bad. Like that's how I feel about Vegas though. I feel like Vegas. And then just to throw the, the fish head into the, into the, the trash cans and make it start stinking. You get the Chandler Jones tweet this morning. So that's not sitting right with me. The whole Devontae Adams thing, I don't know how he's feeling. I think he's just, let's see how the season goes, and we'll go from there, and I'll be as You left Aaron Rodgers to go to this dumpster fire. He did. Damn. He did. <laughs> but I, I also feel like it was a blindsided move on the organization saying, yeah, well, you know, we want you to come here and play with your best friend. Let's, let's, let's run this like you did in college. And – then they ship him out. And Derek Carr wasn't the problem. Derek Carr was not the problem. The problem is ownership and the front office and what they put up together. And it doesn't seem like a lot of those guys want to be there. But, hey, when you're getting paid millions of dollars and you're okay with it, you're just going to be complacent with it. Yeah, I'm closely paying attention to Vegas. So those are the two that I'm watching. Or three, I should say. I'm closely paying attention to <laughs> it is very, very uh, off the wall, kind of like loop de loop kind of thing. I'm paying attention to uh, Caleb Williams <laughs> because he's about to probably try to go for a second, you know, back to back Heisman, right? So the, I think the only person that did that was like what, Archie Griffin or something like that. So obviously, there are teams that are really bad in the NFL right now, and they would like to get their uh, all in put their chips all in and go get them a Caleb Williams. And you look at the West coast, the Raiders, they could really just blow this whole shit up. Honestly, if it starts off kind of Rocky, cause last year started off Rocky. Right. And we'll talk, okay, it's the first year, you know, John, you know, new coach, blah, blah, blah. Right. We've seen this failed experiment with, with Josh McDaniels in Denver. He's not a head coach. He's a good off. He's a very good offensive coordinator. He's not a head coach. He can't command a team. He's not a, you know, he's not a Bill Belichick. As much as he's going to try to be, he's not He's not Mike Vrabel. See, like, Mike Vrabel figured it out, right? Um, he's not none of these guys. So you got to look at Vegas. Obviously, you got to look at the Cardinals. Now, I think the Cardinals are being smart because they, they, they drafted well this, this past year. Like, they did a good job in the draft knowing that, look, Kyler Murray's gonna be hurt, right? They 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 named Kyler Murray a captain today. I think they did that because they want they don't want the they don't want the league to investigate maybe they're tanking. They're like, no, we we want him to come back. He's our team captain. You know what I mean? I think they play a little mind game there. So you gotta look at Vegas. You gotta look at the Cardinals for sure. Uh, trying to go get that. And then you know, I've been back and forth about the Bucks. 
I don't know what to think about the Bucks. Yeah, uh, Mike Evans obviously is uh he's reached his his deadline like, look, man, you ain't gonna pay me. Like I, we 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 can't talk anymore, right? And if it's there's a few teams like if it starts off bad, can the Raiders trade Devontae Adams in the middle of the season and Chandler Jones? Can the Rams trade Aaron Donald to like the Pittsburgh Steelers or something? And then I look at Mike Evans, he can easily be traded at the deadline. Uh, Devin White can easily be traded at the deadline. These are these are guys who are uh, you know have upcoming contracts. So I'm looking at a lot of the bad teams, uh, and you know how how committed they are to to go get uh, a Caleb Williams or uh, uh, what's it, uh, a Drake? Uh, what's his name? Drake May of UNC, a Quinn Awers. Like this this quarterback class that's coming up, pretty decent talent there. So. Obviously, there's a you know Jimmy Garoppolo is not the future. Baker Mayfield is not the future. You know, there's obviously question marks. And then you look at the other bad teams; they don't even need quarterbacks. So, so it's like it's a like I don't think it does. Huh? Unless, oh. unless unless Sam Howell's gonna like fool us all. But... I, yo, he might be good. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I was watching him in the preseason. I'm like, yo, he he, he looks like him. I mean, he was pretty good in, in he was like a top recruit in college. So like the talent is definitely there. And I don't think Washington is going to be bad this year. I think Eric the Enemy's got he's got some shit for that offense, and then Rivera is coaching for his career, his life right now. Basically, like they will fire him. <laughs> I'm going fighting for my life. So, uh, we're we going to see how many teams are committed to Kayla Williams in this draft class, and who's going to start making moves in the middle of the season. Because I feel like this is going to, this is going to be one of those crazy years where we're like, damn. I can't believe that trade just happened. Oh, I can't believe that just happened. So I got a I got a crazy conspiracy theory for you. Crazy, the <laughs> not the script. Crazy <laughs> conspiracy because we've seen it happen before. We've seen it happen before, and I think we're on the same page about this guy. I think we are. We think he may be a fantasy stud, but as a real quarterback, we don't think he might be that good. Because I've been saying all along that a good place for Caleb Williams to go to. And now I'm not. I'm kind of taking that back as I'm seeing the way the organization is ran because I thought it was put together. And every year they're my dark horse teams. I do you think if Anthony Richardson does not pan out and looks really bad, they would give up on him? I thought about that too. Actually, I was like, because I I don't know what to expect from that team this year. Obviously, in college, we saw how badly Anthony Richardson played. Right. However, Shane Steichen loves this experiment because he did it with Jalen Hurts and he probably wants to prove that he can do it with Anthony Richardson. Now, the accuracy issues are definitely are going to be a problem. Um, His receiving core, honestly, is subpar. I mean, Michael Pittman Jr. is, is you know, we had, I think we had such high hopes for him last year and I don't think he really lived up to it. And I know he's a USC guy, and you know maybe Caleb Williams' connection to USC might be something enticing. Um, but and then the Jonathan Taylor situation is just—that's another guy that can get traded in the middle of the season. So if it's if it's a dumpster fire, you know these teams don't care. They I mean the, the Cardinals drafted Josh Rosen, got rid of him, and if they suck again this year, Kyler Murray they're gonna get rid of him too. So uh, my only thing is that my only thing is that is like historically Indianapolis has run very well. Historically, they're run real well. As of these last few years, mercy on, like that, on that beam. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a panic. And for you to get the first pick overall, when you had the, the, the luck that you had with, no pun intended with Andrew luck, 
So with Peyton Manning, I I mean, you got to you got to think about that too. You got to think about that. I I, I want to believe they'll be committed to this kid, but if it's not what they demand and they're not a running team, they're they're shifting their offense totally a different route. They're going to be a running a, a running mobile quarterback now with with Anthony Richardson. So they typically get a pocket pass. Look at the guys they got the last few. Philip Rivers ain't running nowhere. Matt Ryan ain't running nowhere. I mean, Jacoby Brissett got a little bit of leg, but if he sides Jacoby Brissett's slow. All, yeah. Everybody's – Philip Rivers is slow. Andrew Luck was mobile. After him, they've all been hella slow. Even Carson Wentz coming off an injury was not the same no more. It was just yeah. slow. But even at, and even at that – Andrew Luck was more of a, a pocket passer than he was a mobile. He he could take off if he needed to. Yeah, like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but nobody was like, damn, that's a fast quarterback. Like Ben Roethlisberger, basically. Like yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, those like like a like a like little feet going whatever. Hey, but who's hey, that's a big that was a big man to tackle, bro. Like, oh, I, I miss I miss watching Andrew Luck play football. Like his offensive line did him dirty. <laughs> they did him dirty. They had to retire before he was 30. But uh, but yeah, yeah, the Colts. I can see that one too. Jim Ursay is a is a <laughs> a loose cannon, so anything could happen there. But uh, I feel like we're gonna see a lot of good quarterback play in college this year, and the race is gonna be on. Like by week seven, we'll know who's who's out of it and ready to start tanking. So uh, that's something I'm definitely gonna be paying close attention to. Um, uh, now let's 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 really let's wrap up the NFL real quick. Um, we 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 kick off the season a couple of days. And from here until February, we're going to be, you know, calling it every week, trying to figure out, you know, who's real, who's not, who's this, who's that. And, you know, obviously it's going to fluctuate a lot. But at the end of the day, there's one grand prize that needs to be played. Who are your two Super Bowl teams? You know it, all green everything, man. I'm just going all green Super Bowl. I'm sticking with it. Eagles, Jets, that's what I'm sticking with. I, much to your chagrin, (laughs) Because you even know it too. Because you've even talked about it earlier in the show. I got Baltimore, and you said you literally said every reason why they should make the Super Bowl. They have everything now. Like they they figured it out. Lamar Jackson has a clear head. He has all the weapons. I feel like this. I mean, I feel like this is the year that like. But you, you don't let me talk about through. the Jets, though. I could make my argument for the Jets, and I don't want to. We've I've done make it your argument for the Jets. No, I'm. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is in love with football again, and, and I and, think Lamar Jackson is in love with football again, and twelve years so younger. <laughs> I, I think so too. But I'm just saying, I'm riding away, bro. And I'm of not course you should. I'm I'm freaking Johnny Tsunami on this bitch right now, man. I'm riding that bitch as you should. I'm mad at you. So I pay attention to stuff. I don't go with my heart on everything. I have to see things. I have to see stuff. I watch training camp videos every day. I see workouts. I see players that weren't talking to each other last year that were buddy, buddy, that are buddy, buddy this year. I see veterans coming into this locker room is one thing because I felt like CJ Mosley was the veteran and he couldn't get these boys to perform. So then they went and got uh, uh, CJ Azuma or whatever his name is. And he couldn't do it either. He couldn't be a voice. Now I see him having a bigger voice. I see them going to Broadway shows like the whole D line. I see them participating in all different events that they're having, like Sauce Gardner going to Mike Clemens event or 
the, the, the third string DB has something and big guys. Have like, they gone pay? Have they gone paintballing like Bishop Sycamore and not pay the bill? No, they didn't do that. <laughs> they didn't do that. The, the the relationship that I see with Sauce Gardner and and Aaron Rodgers is is beautiful, man. It's 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 what I've wanted. An old man that everybody respects and views as God, and you're best friends with possibly the best cornerback in the league. So I I just see a lot going there. Don't I'm not taking anything away from the Ravens. I think they're a, a, a there's a whole the AFC is crazy. It is crazy over there. Yep, it is. Anybody's game. It's anybody's game to me. But I'm sticking with my heart. I'm sticking with my head this time and my heart. Putting them together and saying this is a logical pick, man. You've never seen this, and you got to see it before you die. Give me a green Super Bowl. My only thing with the Jets is that y'all schedule is hella tough. It's the it's the uh fourth hardest. It's the sixth toughest schedule uh schedule. I saw fourth hardest today. Yeah, it's the yeah, Patriots, Raiders, Dolphins, Chargers, Chiefs. So that's more than six. So like eight. Patriots, yeah, either way. And then the Baltimore Ravens are a lot easier and so is ours so i have the eagles making it i have baltimore making it the bird bowl jailer hurts needs to uh you know he needs to avenge this last i mean he, he played a phenomenal game one fumble i know it sucked but our defense couldn't even sack do with what with one ankle like we couldn't adjust to the fake passes across the body we couldn't adjust to anything i feel like this is the year that we we, we got to figure it out. So I got I got my uh you know last year we had two black quarterbacks. This year I think we got another two black quarterbacks. So uh, I'm going I'm going with my boy Lamar Jackson and, and uh uh Jalen Hurts. So all right, we're done. <laughs> I hope you're right though. Either way, I know the Eagles gonna make the Super Bowl, so I'm cool with that. <laughs> so all right. Uh we don't really talk about college football too much on this show, but this was an exciting weekend for college football. Um, because I don't know, like, I feel like with this NIL, it's like free agency in the NFL, right? It's like, we, like all these teams are like brand new. It's like, damn, like we've never seen this before. There's so much realignment now, so much shit going on right now in in college football, but I got to start off with, to me, the greatest professional athlete of all time, Deion Sanders. Did you watch that football game? So I'm not a big college football fan. I don't really like college football. I like just to paying attention to highlights and seeing yeah. and pondering what I want to think of players as opposed to these guys that fall in love with these players like Mel Kuyper. That's like, oh, he's a day one guy. You got to take him. And, and he doesn't pan out. So um, I think college for me, college football sticks on soul athleticism sometimes with some players as opposed to a team. But man, I I was gonna watch that game. There was nothing holding me. Like I will watch Dion games because Dion is the man. Yeah, I watched that game and I was I was in my head a little bit. I was like, he might lose this game because TCU did go to the national championship. They were twenty one point underdogs, Colorado. I know twenty one point I underdogs, was, and I was doubting it. But before it started, I was like, Nah, Dion got this in the bag, and. What's the kid Hunter, the the wide receiver, and all Rabbit the antics he was putting, all the antics he was putting on on his uh, uh, Instagram page or his Twitter page, or whatever or his X page, and he I was like, up. yeah, he and backed it up. Some. He backed it up and some. 
I, I felt like Shaq. I didn't know your game was as good. Yeah, bro. I can think about it. He played, no offense, you know, he played at the HBCU last year. The level well, of talent. He's a five-star recruit. He yeah, we know that. Recruit. I know that. But, like, the level of talent in the FCS is clearly not the level of talent in, in, in uh, you know, Division One, you know, FBS football. So, obviously, he did well last year. But for his first game against the defending uh, runner-ups in the national championship game, to play 144 snaps in Fort Worth, Texas, on the road against TCU, to have 144 snaps. He had one, 11 catches for 119 yards. He had a pick. He had three pass breakups. But the pick that he had was so nasty. It was crazy. And then, on top of that, I'm watching our USF boys, Jimmy Horn, Junior go off, uh, Weaver go off. Like, we just we, we just let them go to another team and, and dominate uh, for Dion. And then Shador Sanders, man, man, man. Same is, is that yo, Dion's blood, man. <laughs> I need, I need uh I need a sample of that because his son, that dude, that dude broke the school record in his first game. <laughs> first game. Dion said day one, I came with a lot of Louie. <laughs> Bruh, I'm, some of y'all though, he literally. He literally kicked people off the team his first day. Look, some of y'all ain't going to make it. He said it. Right. Some of y'all ain't going to make it. (laughs) When he came, I was like, that's the most arrogant shit I've ever heard. But this is Dion at the same time. I loved it. (laughs) I I didn't at first, but I was like, I can't be mad. This is like the most Dion Sanders shit I've ever heard in my life. And, you know, all those freaking, I'm sorry, pasty white boys and light-skinned dudes that have the same square haircut. I was like, they're not going to cut it here, man. He They're brought not- Louis Vuitton to the, to the yeah. uh, Colorado locker room. He said, I Bruh. brought my baggage. It's heavy, and it's all Louis. Last so. year, they had two 100-yard receivers. This game, they have four. Four. Last year, total two. This year, in one game, four. This, I mean, it's 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 beautiful. I love it. You know why and I love got, it so much? And he got two toes taken removed. Remo- and he got two toes taken. And, and I'm going to tell you this. By the third quarter... I was comfortable. I know it was like a semi-close game, but I was like, by the third quarter, I was like, give him his theme music now. They give him never flinched. TCU kept coming at them and coming at them. They never flinched. Like, you never saw body language change. I was like, bro, these dudes, for, to be this locked in, having never played with each other before, like 86 new players on a college football team playing on the road against the defending runner-ups. <laughs> That is the that was one of the most impressive, and then that's one of the better games I've watched in a long time. You know, in my life, I remember USC versus Texas. That's probably the greatest game I've ever watched. Uh, one of those Clemson Alabama games. Like I've watched some pretty good college Texas Tech versus uh, who was it? I think it was like Oklahoma State or something like that. I've watched some some good games in my in my day. That was that was that was a, that was a game. That was, was a game right there. That that was the only game that I watched. Is I watched USF. Or I was watching it on my phone, and I was like, damn, we're we're actually good this year. We're tied at the half. And then at the second, I was telling Sammy this when we were playing golf. Third quarter came, got a touchdown. I was like, we can recoup from that. Got a second touchdown. I was like, okay, I'm a mindless USF fan again. We can come back. They got the third. I was like, yeah, we're back to where we need Same to be. old bulls. We, yeah. no, we did some things. We did some things. Look, we, we, did. we get to play FAMU this weekend. You know, we get we – get, What? I'm going. Yeah, I'll be there. You know, I'm 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 there for the band though. I'm I'm there. I'm there to see fam. No offense, USF. I know we're gonna win the game. Thank God. I mean, I hope we win the game. But 
I, we should win the game, but I'm, I'm there to see the band. Maybe Chad Johnson will be there. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm there for for the tailgate. I'm there for that. But uh, but USF, and then we gotta play Alabama. Roll Tide. I'm gonna wear my Devonte Smith shirt. Uh, you know, just you know, I I, I don't mind. So, uh, but, you know, we did some things, but did you get tickets? For what? You get tickets to the Bama game? Of course, I got season tickets. Oh, because be, of that Bama game. <laughs> I might be. I might be at the because Bama. of that Bama game. I got season tickets because I knew I couldn't just buy that that ticket alone. That ticket alone would have cost as much as the season tickets. So I'm like, screw it. The only thing I'll take away from that Colorado thing is it's just so weird to see Dion in Colorado. It's like the weirdest place for him to be, but I'm happy. I wish he, it would have been so great for him to come to USF. I felt like that would have been the greatest place for him to come to, but it didn't happen. Oh, can you imagine? It didn't happen. And I want to know, imagine? I want to know who fumbled that too. I think, I they, think, you know, they didn't, they didn't have enough money to Colorado gave him money that they didn't even have yet. Like the, the right. dude was like, I don't even have the money yet to clear, but we give you twenty eight million. Dollars. And they sold out for the first time ever. For a season. <laughs> and the, yeah, the Colorado in the nineties used to be a you know a solid like a solid football program. So they've been thirsty for this uh, kind of success for for some time. And then speaking of thirsty for success, Florida State, man, they beat the dog shit out of LSU, and. Same Unfortunately, thing same thing we've been preaching about Brian Kelly. <sighs> Brian Kelly's trash. <laughs> he got, bro, he, an LSU SEC team, they got out physical, bro, by, by Florida State. Like, how you gonna let ACC just come and, come and <laughs> like, destroy you like that? It was the most, bro, it was the most physical domination I've seen on LSU in a long time. So, that was that was that was tough to watch. Uh, if you're an SEC fan, Dabo Sweeney, somebody else who got him. So that I used to be a fan of Dabo until he started getting all you know talking about players not getting money and I'm gonna quit my job. And uh, ever since then, I've been out on Dabo Sweeney. Man, that Duke shit, and I hate Duke, but that Duke shit felt so good. <laughs> I felt it take it, it. It's because I look at Deion Sanders, right? And you know why a lot of people hate Deion Sanders. It's because he's a prideful, proud black man, right? And you know he's he's loud, he's boisterous, and and flashy. And, flashy. Me, and then you got the opposite of him, which is a Dabo Sweeney, and everybody just love Dabo, a good old boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I look at those two situations. I'm like, make him mad, make him mad, Dion. I'm happy that he's making people like scared, like he's. And Dabo tried the old way, and it's just not working. At the end of the day, this is this is why I don't like college football because I feel like there's a lot of politics that are football. Of course, there's a lot of politics, and when you can see someone that you and I identify with, and like a Dion, as opposed to someone like a Brian Kelly or a Dabo Sweeney, it makes those people, you know, the ones I'm talking about, a little uncomfortable and not on the right. Oh, this isn't the way the program used to be ran. Not the my days. This is like no. Look how much money Colorado made this weekend. Exactly. The and old way of thinking. They got to get rid of that shit. That's the problem. Exactly. People, we talk about this all the time on the podcast. Teams, and even at that, kids will run through a wall for someone that they admire, adore, and obviously coached well too. Like he coaches them well. He. Fucking puts him through a ringer. But these other you coaches. Pre-game like, speech. Woo. Deion's oh a dog, bro. He's a dog. Deion, Deion, I'm 
Sammy thinks they're only going to win six games this year. I, I, I'm, I'm a little higher on Even that. Even if they do, they won one game last year, and they just came back the very next year on the road, put up forty five points, and beat TCU. I don't care what they do after this. In in my eyes, if you're not ranked, if you are not ranked, and you beat a ranked team, that's something to celebrate. I don't care yeah. if they're twenty five. I don't care if they're twenty. I don't like care what Duke did to Clemson, <laughs> beat the dogs exactly. out of them. <laughs> So what's Duke? That one was wild to say that because we dog Duke all the time. We dog them all the time. Yeah, because Daniel Jones' bum ass came from there. Exactly. <laughs> but no, Colorado's schedule is going to get tough. You know, they get Nebraska, which they 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 oh Colorado's ranked twenty second now. Uh, they get Nebraska where they should win. They get Colorado State they should win. But then it's Oregon, USC. Uh, they got UCLA in there. They got Arizona. They got Oregon State. So yeah. And side note, the Pac-12, which is disbanding, it's a Tupac went thirteen and zero this weekend. Like they won every single game. Now it's like if I'm the Pac-12 commissioner, I'm like, bro, what? what, what USC, UCLA, come back, <laughs> come back home. You know what I mean? Oregon, don't go anywhere. Stanford, what are you doing? Like it's it's I don't know. But it's, and then you know real life and. Looking at Deion Sanders' success, looking at all this conference realignment, the NIL, the the transfer portal, you know, it's just it's we're getting closer and closer to. Remember the the Super League that we thought was going to happen in soccer and in, in in Europe and it didn't happen. We we're there right now with the NCAA. They go into twelve team yeah, playoffs absolutely. next year. Uh, the ACC is getting rid of divisions. The Big Ten I think is getting rid of divisions soon. Like. We it's it's about to be a super league, and you got to get in where you fit in. So as a USF fan, it's like, bruh, damn, UCF got to the Big Twelve. We still here in the American Athletic Conference, losing to Western Kentucky. It's like, but we need to like tighten that shit up because you don't want to get left behind. Like, just going to the Big Twelve, they gave a million dollars to UCF. Like, we need we can use that money at USF. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's just it's. The whole college football landscape is changing, and it's always weird because, like, there's other college sports too, and and I wonder how they get affected by all of this. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's this. I feel like this weekend kind of kicked off the 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 future of the sport, and uh, I don't know. It's 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 it's, it's, a, it's an exciting time. I think you'll 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 start to love college football a little bit more. I, I like it. It's just I don't know. It's 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 like the same song and dance every year. We talk about this, and it's just Alabama or Georgia every year. Well, so, it's about to start evening out. I'm telling you, like with the oh, transfer portal shit. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. It's making it more competitive, and and I I appreciate that. You remember last year, Nick Saban was crying to his boosters, "Yo, we need some money, bro. <laughs> you, you need some money, please." Like it's starting to even out, bro. Like I'm I'm telling you, like Florida State. And I they, truly they have no. Me. I truly have no problem with this, but I feel like because this team, Alabama, has been so dominant for the past like fifteen years, this is why we're having that now. This is why it's happening. So, like the way we say Michael Jordan ruined the the NBA, Alabama ruined college football. Yeah, but yeah, they've been in every championship game, but it's not like they won every single one. Clemson's got them, Georgia's got them, LSU. It, but got but them, they're so. consistent. They're like the Patriots. They're the consistent. They're there. Yeah, they're there. They're consistently there, and even when. They're not making it into the final four. Like, there's an argument for them to be there, too. You think they could beat the breaks off of TCU? I think they could have beat the shit out of TCU. No, Nick Saban came on TV last year to, to, like, look, please let it get into the playoffs. I've never seen Nick Saban begging in my life. He's begging boosters for money, and he's begging the the, uh, 
the NCAA to put him in the playoffs. That's how I know the parody is 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 coming because you got Nick Saban scared now. Yeah. How you gonna get Nick Saban scared? Exactly, and we're not even alluding to Caleb Williams' game too, man. Ooh, that went another off. one. He went off, and he's, and I've been the kind of guy that's like, yeah, he had a good year as a Heisman, but I feel like we're just riding this way that he won the Heisman. He's the automatic number one pick. Looked like the number one pick to me, that's for sure. He does. Yeah, he's he's he's. he's Bro, he's he's on Wendy's commercials. He's on the Heisman house, bro. He's getting broken off money wise. But he lives in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? I on don't top, want his head. I don't want his head to get big. But then think about it. It hasn't gotten to his head. Like Bryce Young was making money. It ha- it didn't get to his head. Like these kids. What I like about the NIL is that they're learning business yes. at an age that they've never learned anything about money before. I agree. I agree. The only thing that I take from this, and this is just statistically proven, Alabama players are very well disciplined. Kids that come out of California, they're not that same mindset. They're kind of like everything's given to them. Like, yeah, I can do this, this and that, and I'm untouchable. And I don't think I see that out of Caleb Williams yet. I'm I'm a USC guy, so. He I, is a little immature. Last year against Utah, he put like, you know, F Utah on his nails. Yeah, that was, that was. That I think, made me a little I uncomfortable. I think that taught him. I think that taught him a lesson after that. Yeah, that made me a little uncomfortable, but. Yeah. I think I'll that let was him have a pass. He's a kid. Yeah, I, I think that was his learning curve there. But to see NFL stars saying that Travis Hunter is him, oof, oof. bruh, man, bruh, like he can literally be the number one pick in 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 not this year but next year, right? As a cornerback or a receiver, <laughs> like it's literally the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like Deion Sanders, like this certain athletes I've watched in my lifetime, I'm like, it, I'm just in awe of and i'm already there with this kid and he's only played i've only watched him play two games in my life so the colorado game would you be in agreement with with me if i said this that Deion sanders is the nfl's Allen iverson no no he won three super bowls Allen iverson never won anything Take, take that out of it take it out of it i'm talking about like what he brought to the game like the style the flashiness the the integrated with like hip hop and all of that yeah. Not wise. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's like fair. He's, that's he's one guy that I can look at and be like, "Damn, that's a swaggy dude." That yeah, I yeah. I mean, did, so what? Allen Iverson did. He brought like, like you said, like the hip hop. Because I mean, Deion Sanders got his song out too. You know, like he, he was making music too. But like Deion Sanders was like a good. Was was like not a. He wasn't like a misbehaving type of person. You know, he's like a, you know, church going guy. He was just very cocky and very swaggy, right? With the Jerry curl that was never wet. AI was a cultural like phenomenon that we've never seen before like nobody had like Dion was that too we got nope, prime, bro. we got the the high stepping yeah we the, got I, the dance I, we got all of that i try to think who else like who else around that era could have yeah you're probably right yeah i compare the two like that and that's why i say these kids see that and like you're right i gotta stop saying like and if if we saw alan iverson want to take a coaching role and he started at virginia commonwealth We'd be like, damn, AI's coaching. I want to go play for AI. And you would AI see him. never be a coach. I don't think. I'm, <laughs> My I'm favorite basketball player of all time. But he could never be a coach. I don't think he could be a coach. He don't no. have the patience for that shit. He don't have the patience. He doesn't have the voice. He doesn't. Nah, yeah, that's, not, that's not his lane. He could Dion, be. He was like a, a more of like a. You know how like Hakeem Olajuwon after he retired. People would just come to Hakeem and he would just teach him shit down low. But right. everybody came to him and left a better basketball player. I think Allen Iverson is more like that. But I think he could do that with the youth. I think the youth and him 
like connect a lot better. So like these kids that are like in the G League and you know that kind of stuff. I feel like that's that would be a better fit for him rather than an NBA coach or a college. I'm coach. not gonna lie, I didn't think Dion could do it. I didn't think Dion could do it. I thought he was better on TV. I thought he's very animated. I thought he brings something to TV that we don't get to see. An outspoken person on TV saying what he wants to say and basically disagreeing with everybody and them getting on their nerves. And when he took the coaching role, I was like, this is not going to be good for him. But he proved me wrong. And I'm I'm always been a big Deion Sanders fan, no matter where he played. He was a Yankee for a bit. And I'm I'm loving it, man. I'm yeah, I'm I mean, loving this Colorado shit, he's man. Just, he's one of my heroes. So that's somebody I've never doubted in my life. Like Skip Bailey says it all the time. The one man in sports he will never bet on a bet against is Deion Sanders. And I I don't agree with Skip with many things, but that's one thing I'm all the way in on. Because think about it. The thing about college sports, you got to go into somebody's living room and convince them to come to your school. That's step one. Who the hell is going to out-recruit Deion Sanders with his charisma, his, the way he just commands the room? Like, we've never – there's never been a personality like him in, in, in college football, period, where he can literally – like, if there's a mother in that room – there's no way that that mother is gonna not gonna let their son not go to Deion Sanders. You know what I mean? It's like that's the power that he has. So, and and this is Colorado. If he gets this like one of these SEC jobs like Auburn or you know, some shit like that, oh my god, <laughs> SEC money, oh boy. So, yeah, it's it's a it's it's a new day, and I, and I'm proud of Deion for for what he's doing for college football, and and I think the NCAA is starting to take notice and. You know, it's a copycat league. So we're going to start seeing a lot more. You know, like I always get mad about, you know, you know, the type of coaches that they're hiring. We're going to start seeing more Dion's because they're going to start to realize, oh, yeah, yeah, this not only sells tickets, but we're putting talent on the field. You know, where the revenue, like at the end of the day, it's a business, right? Colorado didn't sell out any games. Dion's there. They sell out the green and the, the gold and uh, black game, whatever, their spring, their spring game they sold out. This and now they're already sold out from the brass. Like they got, bro. This schedule is gonna be fun. Uh, um, and I, I think this is a this is like a nice start. It's a very I nice think, start. I, I, I like where you're going with this. I, I think what N NFL, what NCAA teams have to start doing, and USF needs to take note of this is not just go after big names that had success in the past or are part of a tree, because, just like we preach about. NFL coaches. Some people are glorified offensive coordinators and can't run a team. And, and this is even worse. These are kids. These are kids, not millionaires that are like, hey, I make more than you. I'm going to listen to you. Like, they know, like, they can get cut at the end of the day. They know that, that they can get cut or get traded and be like, hey, we're done with you. These kids, they're different. They're in the, the, the phase of learning football as a job. This is like yeah. the, the, the understudy to become an NFL player, basically. And if you get a guy that can just understand the locker room, understand and have familiarity with your kids, like Brian Kelly doesn't have any fucking familiarity with the Bayou or with the, the well, Louisiana. Are you kidding me? With that fake ass Louisiana accent, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You're gonna hire Brian Kelly, <laughs> like Coach O made sense. He got that little Cajun, you know what I mean? Right. Hey, boys, makes sense. Exactly. Like, they speak that him. language in Baton Rouge. Right. Brian Kelly? It made oh, no man. sense for them to get rid of that man. When yeah. they let him go, I, I, I could not believe that. Familiarity and understanding is what you need to get. And I feel like these 
these like Scott Frost. Scott Frost, good head coach when he was at US UCF, but he wanted to go to his alma mater and and play in the hey Scott, thank you for everything you did with the Jets in the 90s. I appreciate it. But you ain't a head coach, brother. You ain't. You ain't that guy. Right. You don't scare and, me. Yeah, he was talking about USF. Like we like we we had somebody who, you know, Jim Jim Levy, obviously, you know, that was a long time ago now. But like everybody would rah-rah for Jim Levitt. Now we keep hiring all these. Well, he did pretty good with East Carolina. Well, he was a good offensive coordinator with Tennessee. Well, he was a good offensive assistant for Clemson. Like, we need to go after a face. Like, Willie Taggart, the reason why I work with Willie is because he's from Bradenton. He's from – he can speak the language. Like, we need – I think more programs are going to start paying attention to those small details because it's such a, it's such a small thing that makes such a big difference relatability <laughs> like it's it just makes charlie it strong, so much easier charlie strong they wanted to pick off that florida tree and he was like i can't believe i'm coaching i want to get the fuck up out of here that's all i felt about i was hyped for charlie strong but he didn't want to be here yeah he, i mean he, he went from louisville to texas place. to usf like uh, uh, he went from florida while they were the best to louisville with lamar jackson to texas the University of Tech, they have their own network to USF. Who the hell wants to go from Texas to USF? <laughs> How many black head coaches have they had since then? Who, uh, Texas? Texas. Like, zero? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, zero? <laughs> you think the good old boys in Texas were going to deal with that? Nah, man. Bruh, come on now. You can't lose I, in Texas and be black. Yeah, we, we, I don't even want to allude to USF. I, I think what Dion is doing is, is great. And I hope NCAA teams will start looking at it as, the template, you know, get you a guy that's relatable in your locker room as opposed to a name that came off of a tree or even at that, just a name. And I'm not trying to knock coaches that want to get jobs or anything like that, but if it doesn't fit your mold, don't panic hire these guys, man. Just get the right guy for your organization. You need and somebody I who's able to run a team. Like, you could put together a good coaching staff. It's very easy to get offensive coordinator. Like, that's what Dion did. He could control the team. He is like demanding. He's like, you know, he is the voice. And he has a great coaching staff behind him. That's how it's supposed to be. You can't be hiring offensive coordinators and thinking they could be great commanders of the team. It just does not like Nick Saban. Clearly, we know why he's he's a successful coach. No voice is bigger than his, no matter what. Nick Saban is the law. Bill Belichick is the law. You know, Deion Sanders is the law. Even at that, he's he's a tree that recycles an offensive coordinator in it and he brings in a new one and there's success on exactly they leave again he makes them look good <laughs> he does he makes them look good i think we got the name for our episode we got to call it give me my theme music i think give we got i think we got to call the episode that <laughs> man we got to call it give me my theme music i like that. My dog, give me that I, theme love, music. I love dion coaching man i i'm not gonna lie at first i was hella scared I was like, damn, but you gotta start somewhere and he look at, look at look at him now. So yeah, we go we're gonna see how this all plays out. Um, do you have any who anybody in mind who thinks is gonna win it all this year? You think Georgia go three peat? I don't think Georgia go three peat. I, I think, think so either. I, I don't know. I haven't watched enough yet. Uh I'll I, save this question. We'll save this question. We gotta let the season just kind of happen. So yeah, this is the last year of the 14 playoff. Next year when they go to 12, I'm excited for that, bro. So all right, let's let's leave NCAA alone. 
I'm, I'm surprised we even talked about it for this long. I'm very proud of us <laughs> because we never talk about college football. Never. And this was that was a fun that was a fun little topic. It was, uh, a, good, it was a good week one for the opening of college exactly. football. Right. If, oh, it's a good week one for everybody unless you have spectrum. Oh my God. I don't know if y'all if y'all got if y'all know about what happened with Spectrum, but on the first day, I'm about to watch Florida versus Utah at 8 p.m. on the dot. Spectrum cuts out ESPN. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And now they're in a legality. I mean, they're in a battle with Disney trying to get I'm trying, I can't watch ESPN no more, dog. Don't make me don't make me go down the rabbit hole on that. Don't make me go down the rabbit hole on that. We'll we'll leave that alone right now. <laughs> Let's wrap. Let's let's wrap it up with some. Uh, we're in a stretch run in uh, in baseball. It's September. It's like we're out of you know footballs starting and stuff like that. And somehow baseball gets kind of pushed to the side a little bit. But we are in the stretch run now. Unfortunately for you, sir, uh, that doesn't really mean much for you this year. But we are in the stretch run of the of the baseball season. Uh, I think there's. I think every team's under thirty games left at this point. Um, so. You know what? What? Give me a bold prediction. Um, in terms of what, like winning? Give me or... a bold prediction for for from here on out for the rest of the season to all the way to the World Series. Give me one bold prediction, and there better not be no cookie cutter shit. I want to hear a bold prediction because I got one. Um. I mean, looking at the Yankees' record, they could easily sneak in, but I I just don't think they will. Uh, I want to hear yours. Let me hear what you got to say. I'm curious. Easily, I'm just looking at this. The the uh, the the Yankees have won four in a row, which is pretty cool. Uh, but no, I don't think well, seven and a half back. It's not impossible. All right, my bold prediction: the Seattle Mariners will win the World Series this year. Not World Series, but they're interesting. To I watch. got the win in the World Series because Julio Rodriguez is my favorite, my favorite baseball player right now. And yeah, we, we talk about and they've lost three in a row, but um, you know, that's besides the point. The the Seattle Mariners will get to the World Series. How about that? I'll because the Braves, I think the Braves will probably win the World Series, if we're being honest. But out of the AFC. I got the Seattle Mariners make this World Series because I just we talk about smell. I like I like how it smells in Seattle. Hey, I've been liking how it smells for like a couple years now. I was writing them. I mean, they're putting the right pieces together. They got rid of some pieces at the deadline. I was like, this doesn't make any sense to go get rid of. Not your- like the Angels. <laughs> no, 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 not the Angels, of course. <laughs> but the Rangers were in sole first place for the longest, and then the Astros said, "You know why we're here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just gonna get our boy back. He went to New York for the weekend, and we brought him back." And then the Mariners, you ha- you really have to be excited about them because there was high hopes for this team. And they were like third and fourth place for the longest. And now they're shooting. They're a half game back behind uh, the Astros, if I'm not wrong. They're right there with them that they could leapfrog them and take that that one spot going into the playoffs. Um, Meanwhile, Baltimore about to win the, 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 whole, the whole AO. They have the best record in the AO. I'm my bold prediction is Baltimore will be a one and done to be honest with you. I just don't think that's a good one. It's it's nice to see, um, but I just quick. don't think they have enough. It, they don't have enough experience, and I yeah. think this is the time you start to get. I mean, they're seven and three in their last ten. I'm looking at the numbers here. They're seven and three in their last ten, uh, but the momentum going into that, I just don't see them holding up. I I'd love to eat crow on that. I really would, but I just don't. 
see them matching up well with anybody. I think it's just first year we, we win the division. It's been a while. And then you get to the playoffs and you're like, fuck, this is. And, what, and, and in the playoffs, what does it ultimately come down to? Pitching. They, they're going to be rolling in with Kyle Gibson, Jack Flaherty, and what, Kyle Bradish, Bradish, whatever his name is. I mean, like the Rays going to roll in with, like, you know, last now and, you know, all the shit that they do. Uh, the Astros are going to come in with Framber and Javier and all these. Like, it, it's going to be tough for them to outpitch because in October, you got to. You got you need that high. You need once you have remember like the Nationals <laughs> when they won the World Series, they got hot. There's nothing you could you can there's nothing you can do to stop them. So I don't think Baltimore has that in them. They don't have like an ace. Like Kyle Gibson is their their no is their number one, right? Like yeah, uh, he's not even it's, it's been, not it's been the Bradish. <laughs> the Bradish show has been going on good. Yeah. Um, I really like this Cubs team too, what they've done this year. I, I must say that. I didn't know any of these players going into the season. Uh, I shouldn't say the players, the starting pitching. I didn't know a lot of these guys and they've turned up to hold their own and the bullpen has been really good and they're finding good players and they're bringing up the right guys. That's one thing I like the reds, the reds just blew it up, man. They said, fuck it. We're bringing up everybody. And, and there's, they had a good pipeline of players. Mm -hmm. Their entire infield are, is the pipeline is mm -hmm. legit the pipeline. And this guy, Novelli Marte, I, I've been saying it for so long. They traded him to the the Mariners, traded him to the Reds for Luis Castillo. That was the big uh, trade there. But when they brought up Ellie De La Cruz, who I really never heard of until last year. Yeah, like that was that came out of nowhere. <laughs> I, I knew about Novelli Marte. I was like, this guy's supposed to be the number one prospect for him. And they finally brought him up and he homered tonight and he's he's playing pretty good. Um, but the Reds are five and a half back. I mean, the central is looking competitive again. Like the Cardinals, I know they're, they're on a fire sale, but don't act like next year. They're not going to be good. The pirates got good things to look forward to too. Yeah. When homeboy comes back, uh, the six foot seven shortstop they have. And then, and then when know, they, when they call up Paul scheme. Yeah. If they, if, I mean, I wouldn't rush this shit. I know a lot of teams are like doing that now and they're rushing their first round picks within a year or two, but he'll be, he'll be on the mound by July of next year. We'll see. That's we'll see. that's my prediction right now by July. But, but this, this central, like his, I shouldn't say historically, not historically, but these last few years, the NL central and the AL central has just not been that competitive. So to see the NL central, kind of coming back to form where you have all these classic teams, original teams. Like the Cubs. And, yeah, the Cubs, the Cardinals, the Pirates, the Reds. You know, the Brewers are a new one in there, but the Brewers are consistently good every yeah, year. They, yeah, lately. You know who I got to give a big shout-out to, though, is Cody Bellinger, though. Like, that's that, to me, is what changed life in, in Chicago. Like, they brought him over, like, maybe he can, he can bring it. Maybe he still got it. And he's exceeded expectations this year, so... I think just his play alone is what put like the little the 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 battery in their back this year to like all right you know we can really do something with this team. So I have a bold prediction on Cody Bellinger. I think the Dodgers are going to bring him back. Oh I, God! I think the Dodgers. I'll be bring some. That, you be talk about uh, Alabama being bad for for uh, for football. I mean, yeah, for the college. The Dodgers, all that money that they got. <laughs> <laughs> I I just think I just think it wasn't working out, and they were like, "Let's see if he goes somewhere and, and he shines," and and he did. And I I think they're missing that that solid. I mean, Altman is 
good, but Altman is very inconsistent. Damn. Cody's been pretty pretty consistent this year. So sorry, sorry I, to cut you off because we just talked about the Astros. This dude Jose Altuve has hit three home runs. runs already in three in three innings. What in the hell? <laughs> yeah. Fuck that guy. Uh, hey, I put I I I put him on my parlay tonight. Thank you, Mr. Altuve. <laughs> but just to see the central come back into contention, that's that's really good. Now the AL Central, I don't know what the hell's going on there, man. That that's a shithole that stinks every year. Um and Tito Francona alluded today that he may retire, so that that's going to suck for the guardians because i feel like that was the beat of the drum that they went to and now you have to get another guy i wonder who they'll replace him with but it's, it's so weird still calling them the guardians yeah, yeah it, but, i mean detroit is trash kansas city's trash the white Sox fell off a cliff yeah. um the white Sox are the biggest the white Sox are the big them and the the padres are the two like the padres are the most disappointing team in the history of baseball <laughs> Yeah, like but, I'm tired of seeing them like seeing them be hyped up anymore. Like, but I want I you to it. go down. I want you to go down that list of all the players the White Sox had too, and what they had on that team. It's yeah. almost comparable to the Padres. The Padres just went and got a very big name in in Soto and Machado, but the the White Sox are doing the same thing. Yeah, they loaded up on pitching, it didn't work. They loaded up on other players, it didn't work. It stunk so bad that the that the MVP of what two or three years ago, Jose Abreu, who's been there for like ten years, was like. Yeah, I'm gonna go. It doesn't smell right over here. So he made the right move too. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. Even Chris Sale knew something was up, and he left a long time ago. He's like, "Fuck this team." <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a different looking playoffs. So we have you know if the Orioles keep up pace, they're gonna win the division. The Twins are seven games ahead. I, I think the Twins will somehow keep pace and go. Uh, the Astros. That's a that's a normal face there that we get to see. And the Nationals, the Braves, we get to see there. The Brewers are consistent. The Dodgers are always there. So it's it's looking it's looking entertaining. I hope we just have a good postseason. That's it. You know, if the Yankees get there, they get there, but I'm not counting on them. What I'm what I'm more interested in seeing the Yankees do is what I've been preaching for them to do is stop sitting on your players in the pipeline that are are really, really good. And you're seeing what Jason Dominguez has done. He's got two home runs in two or two or three games already. So this kid's the real deal. Imagine him out there every day with Aaron Judge. And getting that tutelage and getting the identity of being that kind of guy. So bring up young guys and have a good team around them too. Just don't go out and buy players like a Josh Donaldson. You don't need that. Yeah. You don't need Harrison Bader. You don't. But need it's any. it's the Yankees, man. Like, come on, man. We that's what they do. Like that's well, what they do. Well, I think I think this year it's been alluded to that cat or not Cashman Hank Steinbrenner said that they're going to do things different next year and i hope it's what i'm thinking they're going to do and that's not go after all of these big name players that are free agents because they're a big contract it's go after guys that fit your system be Who more gets- like the rays is all they need to do no, <laughs> try try it it may work <laughs> no, no, no no they don't need to do that they they just need to go after the players that fit the system right not analytical guys not does he get on base he's a pedophile but he gets on base no not those type of guys just get Yoshida ruined my parlay today, man. Damn it. <laughs> just get just get the right guys. That's all they got to do. Not just a big contract. So we'll see what, what happens in the offseason. No, the Atlanta Braves have a 235 run differential. <laughs> 235. Like, yo, these dudes, this is crazy. <laughs> and the crazy, the crazier part is a lot of those guys have been there together for a long yeah. time. 
Keeping, yeah. keeping your nucleus together. The nucleus is good, man. <laughs> the nucleus is really good. And I, I'm still, and, and you know, obviously I didn't speak about the Phillies. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my team. Man. I'm, I'm, I, we're having a good, a really good season. It started off kind of shaky, but I'm happy where we're at. You know, I'm, I'm confident we're going to make the playoffs. And then it's on. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's 0 0 in October. So, I'm 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 happy with what they're doing. Uh, we got to kind of just keep it up. We got we got San Diego series coming up now, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got too, man. bro. Yoshida ruined my damn parlay, bro. Come on, man. Like Come so- on, man. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of fantasy. I'm tired of sports. I'm tired of all this shit, man. Be happy with me this year. This is the one year I didn't take my heart on any Jets players in fantasy football. I mean, I got one, but it wasn't the ones that I was like, I usually target and reach for. So this year I was like, you're going to win it this year and you're not going to put it all on your team. You want to watch your team and not have to worry about them. Yeah, I know. I got Jalen Hurts in one of my leagues. I got AJ Brown in one of my leagues. So those are two guys I feel confident having on my team. Let's say that. So, uh, but all in all, uh, in conclusion, give me my theme music, A-Rod. Where can they <laughs> find us? <laughs> All right. You can find us on X. Oh, my God. Fair underscore weather pod. You can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Search the Fair Weather Podcast and where you subscribe or listen to the audio. Uh, you can catch us there. Words of wisdom. Um, Just stay wise. You know, just stay wise. I'm looking, I'm looking at, and we talked about San Francisco real quick. They got a lot of people that do for up for money. So the West is about to be wide open. That's all I'm gonna say. But uh keep it, yeah, everybody keep keep cool. You know, the weather's starting to cool down a little bit. It's football season. Eat healthy this this football season, y'all. Like there's a lot of bad foods out there for us. And you know, the way this shit is going on in this in this world with art with 3D food and artificial food and AI and all that shit. Yo, be careful what y'all eating. Like, you know, trade the nachos for something else, you know, trade the burger for something else. Just that's all I'm saying. So just keep the cholesterol down, keep the stress levels down. But he's not telling you he's also getting married in December, so he's trying to lose a little bit of weight too. So. I, I mean, yeah, that's that's besides the point. <laughs> I'm just trying to advise my people. That's all I'm trying to do. I just want to make sure everybody's um healthy uh going into January and you know, new year, new year starts off in September, football season. That's all I got. Peace. We'll